0: I couldn't wait to get into the locker room that day. I opened the door and there's Bibles just shredded all over the floor, just pages ripped up. You could barely even see carpet. It was the most defeating thing I've ever witnessed in my life.
1: Ben couldn't believe that some of the guys on his college football team tore up the Bibles he had given them as a Christmas gift.
0: I was just at the lowest of the lows right there because I would poured my heart and soul into trying to find my purpose. And not only did I fail, but I failed miserably.
2: Open wide, staring up into the sky Waiting for a sign of life Dry as a desert sun Need a drop of water on the tongue Just to stay alive
1: Ben Malcolmson thought he had failed miserably At following God's purpose Little did he know what God had in store though Ben is our guest on this episode of GPS God, People, Stories I'm Phil Fleischman My co-host Jim Kirkland is out this week Ben's story has a lot to do with football, and we figured now would be a great time to share it with you since college football and the NFL are getting their season started. But even if you don't know a thing about football, Ben's story is for you because it's all about fulfilling God's purpose for your life. And Billy Graham will share a few words about that
2: later in this episode. When there are problems and pressures and we face difficulties and confusions and discouragements, We have to remember, what is God doing? What is his purpose in the world?
1: More from Billy Graham after Ben Malcolmson's story. And if you didn't know, you can hear hundreds of messages from Billy Graham online at BillyGrahamRadio.org. Just look for the Billy Graham Audio Archives. Again, that's BillyGrahamRadio.org.
2: GPS. God. People.
1: Stories.
0: I grew up in Dallas, Texas, going to church every week. Uh, It wasn't until I got to college at the University of Southern California when I really encountered Jesus for the first time and really started a personal relationship with Jesus.
1: Ben Malcolmson's life changed in a lot of ways during his time at USC. Like he said, it's where he first came to know Jesus. It's also where he decided to pursue a career as a sports writer.
0: I wanted to be around sports, and I was a pretty good writer, so I figured why don't I put the two of them together and be a sports writer for the school newspaper. And uh, I got the call from the editor to cover the football team there at USC. And this was right in the glory days of USC football, number one team in the country. For the next three years, I got to go to every single home and away football game for USC. And and it was incredible. I got to go to two Heisman Trophy ceremonies. and um, Just an amazing experience.
1: The team won back-to-back national championships in 2004 and 2005 and almost won a third straight one in 2006.
0: They had two Heisman Trophy winners uh, in back-to-back years. And then they had three in a span of four years. The the best college football player in the country was on the USC football team. So it was just an incredible run. They won, it was something like 37 out of 38 games. And they were announced the team of the decade a few years later. And and just all these awards and NFL players that are still playing today from those teams. Um, Just an incredible time at USC.
1: Now, some of the team's wins and championships were later vacated by the NCAA. But at the time, the USC Trojans were the hottest team in college football. And as Ben Malcolmson entered his senior year, he wanted to shine a spotlight on some of the lesser-known players on the team.
0: And I was gearing up to graduate and wanted to do a, a good final story for the school newspaper. I didn't want to just go out with a whimper; I wanted to go out with a bang. And uh, I got an idea, why don't I do a story on the walk-ons on the football team? Um, It was kind of uh, counterintuitive to do a big story on kind of the guys that get the smallest amount of attention on the team and the walk-ons are the end of the bench guys, the guys that don't get scholarships to play in college and they have to pay their own way to go to college and and be a part of the team and all that, but they're a, a vital part of the team as well.
1: But instead of just interviewing walk-on players for his story, Ben decided to actually participate in the walk-on tryouts. So imagine Ben's surprise when two days later, he gets a phone call saying he'd actually made the team.
0: I honestly thought it was a prank. I thought Coach Carroll, the coach of USC at the time, I thought he was pulling a prank on me. Like, what, what better target of a prank than the student newspaper reporter? And I went up and talked to him the the day I found out. He's like, No, 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 you can catch the ball and you can run fast. We want you on the team. And so I was blown away because here at the time he was probably one of the best college football coaches in the country. And he's telling me, who hadn't played football since fifth grade, that I can run fast and catch the ball. So uh it was quite the turn of events.
2: Is this for real? Now that I'm changing.
1: So instead of just covering the team for the school newspaper, Ben was now on the team. It was
0: unreal. I mean, even practices were a big deal. And there were just dozens of cameras and reporters. And the year I was on the team, we ended up going uh, 11-2. and We won the Rose Bowl that year. We beat Michigan. We finished number three in the country. And uh, just an amazing time because throughout the year, I had to be pinching myself. It Just uh, running out of the tunnel, you look down, you're wearing the USC jersey and the pads and the helmet and you see highlights on TV and you're like wow I was there and not only there but I was suited up on the sideline.
1: And then when the season was over another door opened up for Ben to stay with the team.
0: I uh, ended up catching up with coach Carroll a a couple weeks later and he ended up offering me a job to work for him there at USC to handle his media stuff social media online media and uh, internet and all that kind of stuff. And I jumped at the opportunity because here I got to continue to be around this football team that I enjoyed and loved so much and that had given so much to me. Coach and I really got close in that time and developed an, an amazing relationship. And then he took the job up with the Seattle Seahawks in 2010, three years later, and asked me to come up with him. Moved up to Seattle and became kind of his right hand uh, special assistant. And I've uh, been in that role for these last nine years now we're in our ninth season in seattle with the seahawks and uh it's been an incredible run
1: so just what does it mean to be a special assistant to an nfl head coach so my
0: role right now is kind of a swiss army knife role it's kind of a a jack of all trades and um, it's helping coach prepare for meetings and practice and film sessions and all his off the field stuff too so whether it's charity or speaking engagements or um, all the different things he's involved with off the field um, it's a blast and I I'm so fortunate. It doesn't feel like work most of the time. And, uh, just such an opportunity to just to be able to serve someone. And that's my favorite part about it is I get to serve someone for my job just day in and day out and just serve so that he can be in the best place possible every single day.
1: Ben has an unlikely story, going from student journalist to walk-on football player at USC to working for the Seattle Seahawks. Ben wrote a book about his journey called Walk-On, but the story doesn't end there. Remember when Ben mentioned that he first came to know Jesus in college? Well, from day one, that relationship with Christ really shaped Ben's attitude about being on the football team.
0: When I made the team, I knew almost from the moment I found out I was on the team that I was there for a reason. I had this deep sense in my heart. It wasn't the audible voice of God, but it was just this deep sense in my heart that God had me there for a reason, that He had a purpose for me in being on the team. And so I was pressing into that almost from day one, just trying to figure out God, what is my purpose in being on this team?
2: Life is uncertainty, shrouded in mystery. Can you make it clear to me just what I'm doing here?
1: At first, Ben thought his purpose was to start a team Bible study. And so I got
0: a lesson ready and I told all my teammates and pass flyers out. And the time came for our first Bible study, and no one showed up. And there's 100 guys on the team. You'd think that a couple other guys would show up, but there I was alone, sitting in the room, just kind of questioning and, and discouraged, thinking, well, I thought I was here for a purpose, but I'm, I guess I'm not. And so it took me a little while to get through that discouragement, and I get another idea that I'll start a prayer group for the team. And so I told all my teammates and passed flyers out, and the time comes for our, our first prayer meeting, and I'm the only one that shows up. So again, I'm sitting there discouraged and defeated and questioning my purpose and thinking, God, am I here for a reason at all? I'm just
1: not seeing it. But Ben didn't give up. Later in the season, around Christmas, he put a Bible in all 100 of his teammates' lockers.
0: So the time came for us to to return after our Christmas break, and I couldn't wait to get into the locker room that day. And uh, I'm in the locker room. I pull the door to the locker room, and I open the door, and there's Bibles just shredded all over the floor, just pages ripped up, that um, you could barely even see carpet. It was the most defeating thing I've ever witnessed in my life. I was just at the lowest of the lows right there. and I remember taking the Bible that I'd put in my own locker that day, and I just kind of threw it in the back of my bookshelf because I'd poured my heart and soul into trying to find my purpose. And not only did I fail, but I failed
1: miserably. Ben didn't have much time to dwell on the torn-up Bibles, though. The team was busy getting ready for the Rose Bowl, which they won, by the way. And that brought a lot of excitement and happiness. But then there was pain and sadness just a few days later when Mario, one of Ben's best friends on the team, died unexpectedly.
0: I was absolutely crushed. And we go to this funeral a few days later and... A bunch of our offensive linemen carry his casket down the center aisle, and I look up as the casket passes by. And On top of his casket was the Bible that I'd placed in his locker.
1: Seeing that Mario had kept the Bible, it was a huge help for Ben as he grieved the loss of his friend. But then, four years later, Ben learned that Mario hadn't just kept the Bible that week before the Rose Bowl. He had picked up the Bible
0: and started reading it that day. And... for the rest of that week, couldn't put the Bible down every spare moment he had, he was reading and he had ended up starting a relationship with Jesus that week because of the Bible. And I find out from a former teammate of mine who was sharing the story to me four years later. And I was just rocked by it. I mean, it was just God was so real in those moments and I was just blown away that God was so faithful. Even when I was faithless, even when I was doubting and questioning my purpose That God was in it all along, and that he was truly at work, and he was saving the life of someone who was just about to pass away.
1: Yep. Mario came to faith in Christ just days before he died, and God used one of the Bibles that Ben had given out at Christmas. Maybe that's the whole reason why Ben made the team at USC. To give that Bible to Mario. We'll never know for sure, but Ben says he is so thankful that God let him play a small part in helping bring Mario to faith in Jesus.
0: It was amazing that God was in the waiting, that he was there all along, and just his grace and his personal touch to allow me to find that story out at all. You know, he didn't have to let me hear that story at all. You know, I could have gone my whole life without ever hearing that story. And God is just so full of grace and so full of love and just wants to encourage us and point us to the purpose that He has for us. And it's just hard because a lot of times we don't see the results right away. We don't see the fruit immediately. And so it makes us question and it makes us doubt whether we do have a purpose or not. But God really is at work and He's desiring to do incredible things to each one of us.
1: incredible things does God want to do through you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you can know for sure that all the ups and downs are part of that plan. Maybe you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus for the first time. Well, if you want more details on how to do that, go to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, we're going to hear a Billy Graham story from Ben Malcolmson. You're listening to GPS, God, People,
0: Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.
2: Tonight I'd like to consider the purpose of God. Billy Graham. When there are problems and pressures and we face difficulties and confusions and discouragements, we have to remember what is God doing? What is His purpose in the world? God has a purpose, and God's purpose, it seems to me, is that we be discipled, and that we be conformed to the image of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe we have much time left as I look at the world. We're running out of plagues. The world is on a collision course right now with time. Evangelism comes right into the very heart of the world crisis, because people need to be born again. We believe that when we're in evangelism, winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're in step with God's purpose his priority. I hope nothing will discourage you. I hope that we're cooperating with God in this great purpose to touch the world for Christ. We have a glorious message to carry to a waiting world that so desperately needs Christ.
1: You can learn how to share your faith with the people in your life who desperately need Christ. Just check out findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net net. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Ben Malcolmson. Before he began working for the Seattle Seahawks, Ben was a part of the USC Trojans football team that won a bowl game against the Michigan Wolverines. That game was played in the Rose Bowl, but it wasn't the first time Ben had been there. He saw Billy Graham preach there a few years earlier.
0: So I went to the Rose Bowl um, in 2004 and was there in a packed Rose Bowl I and mean, there's what 100,000 people in that place and Just, I mean, I have goosebumps right now just remembering it, and just the way that Dr. Graham could communicate the simplicity and the beauty of of God's love for us through Jesus, and just the way that he could touch lives, um, I'll never forget. It's,
1: It's had a huge impact on my life. Well, we're certainly grateful to Ben Malcolmson for sharing how he has made an impact on people's lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're also grateful to Audio Adrenaline for the use of some of their music. And we, of course, want to thank you for listening to this episode of GPS. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.